wanted to do something different for today's episode. And for those of you that have been following the podcast for the last seven seasons, the last three and a half years, you know that sometimes I do reflective episodes or just one-on-ones with myself, talk about things that are on my mind, things that I think we need to be talking about. And that's kind of what today's episode is about. And it is a little shorter today, a lot shorter rather, but I just wanted to talk to you directly as people that follow me, uh, my listeners that look to me for encouragement, for answers, for my thoughts and views on things. And in light of all of these recent events that have happened with anti-Semitism and racism and censorship and capitalism and so on and so forth, there are a lot of important things that I want us as a society to consider. Now, first and foremost, uh, if you follow me on social media, you definitely know what my views are on most things. I, I'm very vocal, I'm very open, I'm very measured, and I try to approach everything from a place of empathy and kindness. And even when I'm upset or angry or hurt, I try to stay even keeled and and measured when I address a certain situation. And it's been difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's been difficult to stay in um, a place of serenity and calmness given everything that's happened. Now, one of the things I've noticed is people's confusion and not understanding why there continues to be so much support for Kanye West, yay, um, given everything that he has said that has been anti-Black and anti-Semitic in the last few weeks. But honestly, it's it's not the first time he's said uh, racially charged comments or things that have affected the Black community specifically. And I want to address some of those things, but before I even get to that, I I absolutely want to make sure that it is made clear that I am not the spokesperson for the Black community. I think that there are a lot of people within my community that do agree with what I have to say, but I in no way am trying to be the spokesperson. I am not trying to uh, hold that weight on my shoulders. I am expressing what I see and what I feel. And there are a couple of nuanced things within this situation with Ye. Um, First and foremost, one of the things that I see often in people's posts is that, specifically from the Black community, is that, you know, nobody was upset when he said slavery was a choice, but they're upset now that um, he made these anti-Semitic comments. First and foremost, again, this isn't the oppression Olympics. One isn't worse than the other. They're both bad and none of it should have been said. Now, when Kanye said slavery was a choice back in maybe 2016, 2018, I absolutely spoke out about it. I I said many things and I, I wasn't riding on the gay train back then and I sure as hell am not on it now. But if the community, the black community as a whole, refused to hold him accountable for that, there's no way that anybody else is going to. 
especially when we as a community haven't really decided, you know, how we're going to hold our own people accountable. And I think that that goes for most communities. I think it is safe to say that we have all been in a position with people we love, people we admire, people we look up to, people we know personally, where we have found a way to enable their behavior or defend them or protect them because we don't want to believe that what they're doing or what they're saying is actually true because it becomes a reflection of us. Now, granted, I'm sure there are people that actually do have these horrible views that Ye has, but by and large, I think part of the problem is with people that are defending him is that they've looked up to him and admired him for so long, especially as a black man that got out of the streets of Chicago pretty much and became the successful billionaire. And I get it. I get it. I get not wanting to give up or accept the fact that a person you have loved and looked at for so long is not who you thought he was. So you're going to be on board no matter what. Now, with that uh, view and that idolatry comes responsibility, and that's where Ye is abusing his privilege and his platform. Um, so I just want people to consider the fact that the reason people are having a hard time condemning him is coming from a personal place. And we need to try to have a little bit of grace for that. And again, I'm not saying except that he has said anti-Semitic comments. I'm not saying except that he has said anti-Black comments. I'm saying understand why people are having a hard time condemning him and letting him go. It's hard. It's hard to come to terms with knowing. I mean, haven't you ever met a celebrity that you've looked up to and they were a jerk? It's the most heart-wrenching thing. And it sucks because you have this view of this person and you can either convince yourself that that's not what the situation is, which is what a lot of these people are doing, or you accept the death of of the person that you thought they were and you have to learn to move on. But a lot of people aren't mature enough to do that and they haven't evolved enough to do that. So that's one thing I just want people to consider. The other thing I want people to consider when it comes to the Jewish community is why, if you are, why are you choosing to believe the stereotypes about this community and so that's one part of it. And also, if you are part of a marginalized group and you've condemned stereotypes about your group, why are you accepting the ones about the Jewish community? And this message is pretty much directly towards a lot of progressive and liberals because we can't be selective in our activism and our advocacy. We can't be selective. We have to be consistent. And that consistency means including the Jewish community. It is so important to include them in your activism and your advocacy, because whether you want to believe it or not, they are a marginalized group. And the last couple of weeks have proven that. I think there are a lot of misconceptions 
and wrong information spread, as we've seen, about the Jewish community. And it takes simple conversations and simple reading to know that you're wrong. And again, I've said this on my social media platforms. People have asked me, you know, why are you standing up for them? They didn't show up, but they did show up. They've always showed up for black people. Black Jewish unity is not a new concept. It is something that has always been there. And it's it's proven that when we have been unified, we have been very powerful. And that scares a lot of white supremacists and people that follow and believe in white supremacist ideology. Unity is the strongest thing you can have to fight against an oppressor. Plain and simple. So I really want people to consider why they have some of the views they do about the Jewish community, why you haven't spoken up against anti-Semitism, and also what you can do about it now. Because I'm a firm believer it is never too late to change your mindset and make a difference. It is never too late to be on the right side of history and do the right thing. Which leads me to the next thing that I want to talk about and ask you all to consider. Now, granted, if you follow me and you listen to my podcast, chances are this isn't really a part of your life or something that you need to worry about. But I hope that maybe you can take this conversation into your personal circles and into your networks and hopefully start to facilitate conversations about things that matter and the things that we need to talk about surrounding this next topic. But as we all know, Elon Musk officially bought Twitter. And it's interesting and disheartening to see the the glee and the happiness that has arrived, uh, I guess returned on the platform in regards to wanting to use the N-word, in regards to anti-Semitism, in regards to homophobia, in regards to just hate as a whole. And the thing I guess I want people to consider, and I hope that you'll ask if you know anyone that is uh, on the side of the spectrum that um, you know uses free speech specifically for hate, I just want them to consider, you know, what, what is the point? What is the point? What do they, what do you gain from it? You know, what prize do you win for being hateful, for hurting someone, for using racial slurs, for being antagonistic? What is the point at the end of the day? What is the purpose And I ask that because there isn't one. There isn't one. There's no way to feel good about hurting another human being. And if, I mean, if you do feel good about hurting another human being, then there's something wrong with you, obviously. And that's another conversation for another day. But I really want people to consider, like, what is the point? Like, what do they want out of this? Why are they looking for a fight? Why do they get joy out of using the N-word or calling people racial slurs or homophobic names? Like, I just, it's hard for me to understand making that active choice 
to be that hateful to someone on a regular basis. And I know you we can fall into the hurt people hurt people and I do try to have empathy and grace in that situation and I do try to sometimes respond with kindness sometimes I don't. I'm human. But it's really fascinating to me the choices people make for their lives and how much they don't believe in consequences for themselves or understand why they may suffer a consequence based on their actions. So consider that. Consider also, what are you doing to make a difference in the world? And it doesn't have to be anything big. But we shouldn't just be going through our day-to-day, not trying to make someone smile, not trying to spread love and show kindness. Our goal at the end of the day should not be to hurt someone. Consider what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and see how your engagement in social media falls in line with that. Is it making you a better person? Is it helping the world in some way? Is it providing something positive in someone else's life? These are the things that we need to talk about. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I'll be chatting with uh, Michaela Gordon and following that Barrett Paul and following that Tim Whitaker of the New Evangelicals. And we got some more coming up after that. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. We need to talk.